Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. So if you are on the email list, and by the way, if you're not on the email list, head to shehealstheworld.com and scroll to the bottom and subscribe so that you can get on the email list. But if you're on the email list, you probably know that we have been celebrating the launch of our Success Coach Training Academy master coach. And so in line with that, we thought it would be totally appropriate and really cool to feature Katie Potraz, who is a mindset coach. And she's going to tell you all about her journey as a coach. She's going to share her story. And she's going to talk to you about what mindset coaching is, as well as how you can transform your own mindset to start to see real results in your business as a new entrepreneur. So it's really um, a celebratory time. We are very, very excited to have Katie on, and we're also super pumped about launching this year's coaching school. So listen up, guys. If this is something that you're interested in, you're probably going to get lots of value from this episode. So keep on listening to hear what she has to say. Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show with Dr. S, the place to hear stories of heart-driven women creatively living free. Our episodes highlight conversations and insights that support the values of self-care, creative and personal freedom, slower living, happiness, health, and wellness to help you live your absolute best life. To be a part of the movement and join the conversation, step inside our free Facebook group, She Heals the World, and say hello. It brings me great joy to bring you our next episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show today. So today I have Katie Potraz with us who works with women on overcoming limiting beliefs. And she's here to talk to us about her journey as a coach, but also to give us the inside scoop on mindset. Katie, can you tell us how you got started in this work? Yeah, absolutely. I love sharing my story. Um, So basically, I got started in mindset and this whole uh, field of coaching Um, because of the transformation that I went through a couple of years ago, um, I basically was in a spot in my life where I had kind of checked all the boxes and um, I had all the material things that I wanted. We had just started a family. We were married. We just moved into this nice house. And um, I still felt like there was this void. There was this, this part of me that was like, that was kind of still not like fulfilled. Um, And I was kind of uh, clawing at the, at the edge trying to figure out like what am I supposed to be doing with my life because I felt like there was still something missing um and then one day this book kind of fell in my lap um it's so funny I feel like these things always happen for a reason but I never bought the book I didn't even want the book it sat on my shelf forever and one day I decided screw it I'll just read this book and see what it's about and that was kind of the that was kind of the trigger for me to start like um realizing that there was so much more to life than what I was seeing. It's like I was looking around and seeing everything at face value. And there's so much below the surface that I just I had never even realized. And I started to learn um, so much about the mind and so much about um, what successful people were doing. And it's it's funny that through this process, I realized that what I wanted to do was help people figure out exactly that, like get through this this um, this crazy feeling of, you know, lack and um, feeling like there's never enough or feeling like Um, just feeling down and feeling unfulfilled. Um, When I started my journey, I, I did a lot of work on myself. There was, you know, I thought that I, I didn't think that I had a lot of work that I needed to get done. But once you start like digging in, you realize that, oh, wow, I do really have so many like limiting beliefs is what we call them. But like, like 
negative thoughts that are just on repeat in my mind. And they're really um, making my life feel so small. And when I realized that I, I kind of started to like pull away these limits that I had placed on myself. And I realized that I could be so much more and I could um, do whatever, really whatever I wanted with my life. And that's when, um, you know, my confidence started to increase and I started to actually have the courage to go after the things that I wanted, even though maybe I was terrified or a part of me still doubted it. Um, I was able to actually start. So that's kind of what got me started in this. Um, that was about four years ago. And so I have just become obsessed about, you know, how the mind works and our behavior and all this kind of stuff ever since then. So <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. I think like, mindset is totally everything. It is behind like how we lose weight, how we eat, how we build our businesses, the kinds of careers that we take, it's behind it all. So did you think when you were a, a young girl that you were going to be coaching when you grew up? <laughs> oh God, never. No, I never ever thought that. It's so funny. Uh, when I was really young, the first the first thing that I thought that I would be or that I wanted to be when I was really young was a teacher, which is funny because I, I feel like that's kind of what I am now. Um, but I never, ever like thought that I would become, a, you know, like a coach who is inspiring people and motivating people and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but it kind of makes sense now looking back. And I, I it's funny because I also when I was really young, I remember actually I was really inspired by a book, like just a children's book when I was about 12 years old and reading that book, it made me want to become a writer but I think the reason that I want to become a writer was to inspire other people the way that that book inspired me I've always felt really connected to the word inspire I feel like that's kind of the theme of my life I always try to be the person in the room that's like building people up and encouraging people even when I can't myself do what I'm trying to encourage them to do I'm always like trying to like be their cheerleader and and so it's funny that um like and I was I was not one of those people that like graduate high school and was like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to go off to college, blah, blah, blah. I was like one of those people that was like, uh, I guess I'll find a job now. Right. And I was just so lost for so long. And it's, it's funny too, because I really feel like everything happens for a reason. And looking back on all those years that I felt so lost, I'm like, that's what led me to where I am now. It's like, I had to go through that to figure out, to, to get to where I am now. So I'm, I'm so grateful. But at the time, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. And speaking of doing hard things, you know, the building a business as a coach is for sure not easy. I mean, I have a ton of people in my community and even as clients who are who want to be mindset coaches, they want to coach on confidence or business or leadership. And they're like, I just don't know how to put one foot in front of the other and like build this mountain to become a personal brand and actually start helping people. So what were some of the hurdles you had to overcome as you were building your coaching business? Oh, so many, uh, so many hurdles. I, I, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I started like with a very limited like mindset. I felt, I, I never felt like there was um, like, I grew up in a small town. I still live in a small town, a really small town, like 10,000 people, like really small in the middle of kind of nowhere. There's not really like big cities around us or anything. So I feel kind of secluded where we are. And I always felt growing up like that I didn't I didn't really feel like I belonged here because like the things that I wanted like to be a writer or like you know all these things nothing nothing around here supports that at all and so I always felt like I live in this small town this is where my whole family is I'm stuck here and there's no opportunities for me here to do what I want to do and I always it's funny that I I always had that in the back of my head going like I can't do that here like I can't I can't put, like do that dream here and so I felt like it's not an option now and I just, I felt so limited by where I lived, which is so ridiculous because there's, you hear so many people that came from, you know, a small town or came from nothing or whatever and turned their life into something amazing. But 
um, even though I knew those stories and I'd heard them, I still had that belief that um, I can't do that here or people here wouldn't, you know, be open to that. Um, and that was like a huge thing when I was first getting started. I was terrified to like tell people that I wanted to like become a mindset coach because I felt like they'd like look at me like I had two heads or something. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was so worried about being rejected. That's really what it came down to. I was I was very worried about being rejected. Um, I kind of grew up and I didn't even realize it, but I was very much a people pleaser. And um, like once I kind of started to do this 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 work on myself, I was realizing this about me that geez, I just bend over backwards to try and make people like me. And it's like, I lose myself in that. And so it's so scary to think of like putting yourself out there and being super vulnerable and being like, this is my dream. And I'm going to try and chase it while everyone's watching you going, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, and it's like so terrifying. So I feel like that was one of the, the one of the biggest things for me um, getting started was just that limiting belief. Like I'm, I'm going to be an outsider. I'm going to be rejected. But it's so funny too, because um, when I did get started, when I kind of started putting it out there on social media and like telling people and like I started taking courses and people were kind of finding out what I was doing. There were so many people like in my life who I never, ever would have guessed were, would have been supportive, who were like back me 100%. They were so interested in, they, they were like, oh, you can, you know, when, as I'm learning all this stuff that, oh, you can try that on me. Oh, tell me all about it. And I'm like, whoa, like that's, it's like the opposite response that I thought I would get. Like people were so supportive. And so it, I feel like that just goes to show, like it was all in my head. It was all like this big, scary fear that it was completely made up in my head and the people that really matter, they're supporting me. And the people that, you know, the people that don't support me, like, it doesn't matter. I'm, I can still chase my dreams regardless. Mm -hmm. So I feel like those were like the biggest things. And also like, obviously having the confidence to actually go after something for me, um, being so lost for so long, I, I kind of like made a promise to myself that if I ever figured out what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to go after that, like at full speed. And so when I, when I learned about coaching and I just instantly knew that this is what I'm supposed to do, I just, I like, I, I think it was like, um, like October, the one year it was like in October that I realized like coaching was e even a job. I didn't even know it was a job before. I was like, Oh my God, what is this? And yeah. then I think it was like November. I like booked my first, um, coach training and I like got started right away. Cause I was like, I need to do this. Like, I know this is right. And I don't want to waste any more time. I just want to like jump in this like full speed. Mm. So yeah, just having the courage to go after it's like a huge thing. Yes, it is. Let's jump in. I mean, let's go through like, how do you overcome limiting beliefs? What are they? Just give us all of the details with this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I love that your audience is um, really ambitious women. Um, I totally relate to that. I, and I find that especially in people that are, are so ambitious and so motivated, we come up against limiting beliefs and we may not even realize it. Um, a lot of the time they're kind of limiting beliefs are kind of sneaky. And um, I even I, like, and going back to, I had a conversation with another coach just a couple of weeks ago and it was like, whoa, I just like realized that I have so many blocks about, you know, this certain area of my business. And it's like, I didn't even realize I did until I had that conversation. And so limiting beliefs can be really sneaky and they can come in in the form of fear in the form, like if you're of leveling up to the next level, um, doubt that you're even um, worthy of, of, you know, maybe charging more or going after something or um, expanding your career in different areas. Um, and when, especially when you're motivated to, you know, chase something, it can really like just bring everything to a screeching halt. Um, if like a lot, I find a lot of women have a lot of doubt and a lot of fear. That's, uh, what I find most in people that are looking to really improve their lives, especially, you know, entrepreneurs and in business, um, they're terrified of taking the next step. 
Um, and I can totally relate to that. And they're so doubtful that they're even worthy of it or that, um, you know, people will buy their service or product or that, um, you know, they'll be they'll sound stupid and people will judge them or whatever. And it's and it can literally stop you from doing things. And it's so funny because um, like you were saying, people are just like struggling to like take the next step or, or like put one foot in front of the other. And what it really comes down to is like just believing that you can do that. And that's where the the limiting beliefs can stop you. So um, I wanted I want to talk about what you can do today, like on your like on your own to like start working through your limiting beliefs and like push through them. So yeah. I, I want to just explain the first part, just how your mind works and how like how limiting beliefs are even formed or why they're important to work through. And the reason for this is that uh, a lot of limiting beliefs were formed in childhood. And the, and the reason for that is that there's a part of your brain that wasn't quite developed until you're about the age of five or six. And that's the part of your brain that um, kind of uh, lets certain information become a belief or not. Um, so basically when you're, you're really young, you're seeing everything at face value and you're just forming beliefs based upon your interpretation of events or of circumstances or of conversations or of people actions. And so when you're really young, you're just really susceptible to creating beliefs. And sometimes they're great beliefs and sometimes they're just not that great. Like, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable or I always fail or whatever it is. Um, and those beliefs kind of hide and they will they'll stay with you your whole life. I always say like a belief will stay with you until uh, the belief is challenged. And even then, it still takes work to get rid of beliefs that you've had your whole life. Um, of course, you can definitely form beliefs later on in life, too. But the ones that you form in childhood are just the strongest. It's like you can think about um, a belief as like a pathway. And if you walk a certain pathway a ton of times, like it just gets very worn in and very like, you know, big. And and it's it's just it's the way that you habitually go. It's like a habit. Whereas if you want to start taking a new path, at first, it's going to be a little bit hard to go that way. It might it might feel unnatural. But if you can keep going that way again and again and again, you'll create like that habit. And, and instead of the habit being, oh, I don't know if I can, the habit will be, hell yeah, I can. I got this or, or whatever it is. So basically, the limiting beliefs are just a, a habit, that you, a neurological um, pattern that you have had in your mind for a long time. So to create a new one, um, it's really it's actually so simple that it seems ridiculous. So <laughs> um Basically, it's about changing your focus. Um, the beliefs are all about your focus. So if you're focused on um, what you can't achieve or you're focused on what's like the scary part of what you need to do, um, then you're going to be in fear or in doubt. But if you can change your focus to, you know, if I do this, then how will my life you know, take off after this? Or if I do this, how would I, um, you know, how would I feel? Or what, what would this bring me? Like, and focusing on the positives, we're actually telling our brains um, what to, what to look for. There's this uh, piece of our brain, it's called the uh, reticular activating system. Um, and it's basically, its job is to take what we're focused on and look for evidence of that out in our in our world. So if we're laser focused on, um, you know, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, or people will laugh at me, then that part of our brain is like searching our environment for evidence to like, back that belief up. And so um, what we want to do is instead of focusing on the negative, and instead of having our reticular activating system, searching for all these bad things, or all these reasons for us to doubt ourselves, we want our reticular activating system to focus on all the things that would encourage us or all the things that are going right. And literally all it takes is um, being aware of those thoughts 
and um, just correcting yourself when you feel like you're going in these old patterns of fear and doubt, um, notice them. I feel like the, the, the biggest thing and the first thing is just identifying these beliefs. So, you know, the next time you go to do something and you think, um, oh man, who am I to think I could do that? Like, be aware that that's a limiting belief. It's not true. And choose a different thought. Say, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm choosing to not believe this. I'm going to believe something else instead. Um, and, or you can, you can kind of identify your own limiting beliefs by just asking yourself, why do I believe that? Like not, you know, like maybe, maybe you feel like, who am I to do this? Instead of saying, instead of th- um, thinking like, okay, well, who am I to do this? Like, I'm a nobody, blah, blah, blah. Think instead of asking yourself that, ask yourself, why do I believe that I'm not good enough? Like mm-hmm. what makes me feel that I'm not good enough? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it might come down to, you know, uh, I feel like I always fail or, you know, I feel like or whatever it is. And it, it'll kind of help you lead you to what is that bottom? What is that root root cause of that issue? What is the limiting belief that's behind this? Um, and you can kind of work through it from there. So um, the cool thing about our mind is that we can, um, our, our brain does not know the difference between something that we see in our physical reality or something that we vividly imagine and um, can connect um, an emotion to in our mind. So if you can close your eyes and imagine you accomplishing the goal that you want or imagine, you know, the lifestyle that you want or imagine the business that you want, if you can imagine it so vividly and if you can tie an emotion to it, a really strong emotion to it, your mind doesn't know if you just imagine that or if that actually happened. And so what you basically want to do, um, and you can do this on your own at any time, and just, and I would recommend creating like a daily ritual out of this, is to visualize what you want, visualize the success, visualize the business, visualize the relationships or whatever it is that you're striving for, and make it as real as possible in your mind. And when you do that, you're basically tricking your subconscious mind into believing that that already happened. And that's what's going to give you the confidence, because if you if you did something and you succeeded, it would make you feel confident. And so this is like tricking the brain into thinking that we already did that. And so it's going to have the confidence. And it's also shifting your focus and your reticular activating system to start looking for, you know, all the all the areas of your life that you're succeeding in or just to start to see things as like the glass half full instead of, um, you know, lack and scarcity. Um, so what it really comes down to is um, changing your focus. And I think there's like this, uh, I don't even know who this quote is from, but the quote is what you focus on will expand. And so the key to mindset really is just to be aware of your thoughts and to change your focus because whatever you're focused on, you will see and you will believe, and that will be your reality. So if you're focused on lack and if you're focused on fear and doubt, then that's all you're going to experience. But if you're focused on success, if you're focused on, you know, what's everything that's going right. And if you're focused on all the positive, amazing things in your life, then that's what you're going to experience. And when you are in that kind of state of gratitude or that state of, um, you know, those uh, great positive emotions, you're going to be more willing to do the scary things or to, you know, have the conversation or to take the next step, even if you're still scared, or even if you're still kind of doubting yourself, it's going to put you in a state where you're more willing to actually do the work. That is super helpful, Katie. And I I want to comment on something that you said earlier, where you were talking about location. And I I feel like, so I was born and and spent most of my young um, childhood and and mid-childhood in New York City. And then I went back there to work and go to grad school and all that stuff. But for the most part, I've spent my life between New York and then the suburbs, 
slash rural areas of New Jersey. And what I notice is that when I'm in the city and I'm like around a lot of buzzing people, my mindset is just activated. But when I am mm-hmm. out and kind of in solitude and by myself, I feel very relaxed. But the idea of you can do anything can kind of, it fades and then it comes back and then it fades and then it comes back. And so I'm just wondering from, and I think this also depends on like, if you're a city person or if you're a suburban person, like what you enjoy, but I would love to know from your perspective, if you find living in a small area where you're not really surrounded by a lot of entrepreneurs or maybe even a lot of opportunity or a lot of people who are in fashion or the influencers or the bloggers, if they're not in your local area, like what tips do you have so that people can get plugged in and kind of become renewed and refreshed so that their mindset does kind of become activated in a better way? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I feel like the, so because I I could just relate to this so much and, and I can tell you what I did and how I really, I went from seeing my, my hometown as like my biggest burden to seeing it as like my greatest like asset. So basically what I did um, was, like I said before, I, I basically shifted what I, what I was perceiving. I, instead of focusing on, you know, the negative aspects of living in a small town, I asked myself, like, what are the positive things about living in a small town? And I I remember the day that I had like this epiphany (laughs) and it was like, oh my gosh, this whole time I've been thinking that living in a town where people don't understand what I'm doing or people that they don't really get it or they're not really open to it or that nobody else is doing what I'm doing. um, I saw that as like stopping me as that this huge barrier to my like success. Um, And basically I shifted my thinking. And I asked myself, like, what is the best thing about living in a small town and doing what I'm doing? And it's like, I had this epiphany, like, oh my gosh, I'm the only one in this town that's doing this. So like, I have no competition, like literally I have no competition in this community or in any adjoining, like I live in a town and then there's like, you know, like there's about four or five towns around us about an hour drive. Nobody is doing what I'm doing in any of those small towns. And so it's like, oh my gosh, there's like, you know, a hundred thousand people around me and I have no competition. So Mm -hmm. I, and it's funny, like when I started thinking about that, then I was like, how can I get these people attention? How can I teach them something new? Mm -hmm. People love to learn something new. And even the people that are closed-minded, if you can be relatable to them, they're interested. If you can pique their interest and they want to learn. And so it's funny because when I started to realize that living in a small town could actually be a huge asset to me. Uh, that's when I started creating my these little workshops that I've been doing. And I have been attracting basically people that are that are my people that I didn't think existed in these small towns. And all of a sudden now, you know, I just act, I actually just did a workshop um, a couple days ago. And, you know, I have this room of 20 people and they are so excited about what we're talking about. And they're so willing to learn and they're so um, ready for, you know, a new perspective or a new, um, just learning about how their mind works and how they can um, gain the confidence and gain the clarity around what it is they want to do. And so it's like, I had this belief that my, my, that where I come from is limiting me. Um, but instead I could choose to believe that my small town is actually my greatest asset and it's going to help me grow and it's going to help me, you know, have the confidence to go out into the bigger cities and to actually, you know, expand my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, another thing I would say definitely is that I feel like this excuse might have worked you know, 50 years ago if you were trying to do something and people really close minded and you basically needed the support of the people around you because there's really no other way of doing things. But I feel like 
even though we all know this, I feel like it's worth saying um, that that's not really a legitimate excuse anymore because of the internet. Like you can literally reach mm -hmm. people all over the world. And that's kind of what I started to do. Like I built my business online, like my whole, my mm -hmm. whole like thought process around my business was it's going to be an online business where I, you know, connect with people virtually and we do sessions virtually. Um, I never even dreamt that I would do it in my town. Um, and like, that was before I kind of realized that I could, that I, that was a great idea to do that in my town. But um, there's really no excuse for your location. Um, you can go like I like to go on the internet and just like like I said before, see other coaches that are doing what I'm doing, and it inspires me. And so if if like you were saying, if you're like out in the suburbs and that's not where you feel inspired, then change that. Like ask yourself what what would it take right now to feel inspired? And if it's the buzzing cities, like how can I incorporate that into my life so that I do feel more inspired? Or even just going back to what I said earlier about visualizing can you visualize the success that you want and create that feeling within you? Um, a lot of people think that emotion is something that happens to us, but it's actually something that happens within us. It, it starts within us and it starts with thought process and that, cr that triggers an emotion. And so you can create any emotion you want. Like if, you know, if I said, feel grateful in this moment, what would it take for you to feel grateful in this moment? You could, you would probably think about all the things you're grateful for. And if I said, feel really depressed in this moment, I mean, I'm sure we can all pull up things that would make us feel really depressed, like just focus on all the negative stuff, right? So mm -hmm. you can feel any emotion emotion you want at any time if you want to feel inspired then what would it take to make you feel inspired right now visualize what you want um you know tell yourself that it's possible and really believe that and pull that feeling out of yourself because you're the one that creates it so i i totally relate to this i absolutely relate to this but i feel like um all it takes is shifting your perspective and asking yourself what is it going to take for me to feel inspired or feel like i can do this um, and I feel like when you ask yourself that we are amazing problem solvers, you will come up with an answer. It's kind of incredible, but you will come up with an answer. That is so true. That is super duper helpful, Katie. And I have one more piece before we go into like your, where people can find you and support you and all of that. I just, you know, the, I think the biggest issue that comes up with women entrepreneurs happens around charging. And one thing that you mentioned earlier was this whole belief about I'm not good enough. Do you have any tips for those women who are just starting their business and they're having this fear around like actually charging someone or making a profit or building a profitable business? And they feel very stuck because of some experience that they've had, whether it's in corporate America or in the nonprofit world or wherever, but they've had an experience that is holding them back. What advice do you have for them? Yeah, I could definitely relate to this for sure. Um, and I feel like it's something that's like, it's almost like an ongoing thing as an entrepreneur. Um, I was even just telling my husband the other day, uh, I feel like especially an entrepreneur in this day and age where it's all about social media, it's like you're constantly having to tell the world that like prove your value like it's like every day I have to go on social media and convince people you know that I'm good at what I do or that I have value <laughs> because if not it's, it seems like you're all of a sudden you're irre irrelevant and you're not on people's brains and you're not going to get hired and so it's it's really tough to like feel like all the time you have to validate yourself and and your worth and and especially in uh this industry of coaching where um yeah it's all about what can you offer the person and and a lot of fear and doubt and I can totally relate to, relate to all of that because I've gone through it all myself um what I would suggest um is to and what I kind of felt found that helps me is 
I realized that when I'm when I'm fe- like fearful of not being able to charge uh, people, my clients, um, what what I feel it's worth or what you know what the industry standard is, I'm basically focusing on me. And this equation is has nothing to do with me, right? Um, I, what I'm doing is helping people. So the focus is actually should be on them, but I'm putting it on me. And so if you're feeling like you're scared to charge uh, charge more or charge your clients at all, it's because you're focusing on yourself and you should be focusing on what are what value are you bringing them? Because I feel like if, if you're a coach, for example, and you're feeling really insecure about charging people, but you look at other coaches and you see what they're charging and you're like, damn girl, you got this. Um, but then you look at yourself and you're like, oh no, I can't do that. I'm not worth it. Like what, what makes you believe that you're not worth it when you seeing someone else is totally worth it. And, and like, maybe you don't even know that person, but you're like, yeah, absolutely. No doubt in my mind. Um, yeah. So what it is, is that we're focusing on ourselves and we're not focusing on what, what transformation are we bringing for the client? What, what um, value are we bringing? So focus on them and focus on what you can do for them. And then I feel like you'll start to feel that you're worth that because you, you know, within yourself, like what kind of transformation or what value you bring. So instead of focusing on yourself and going, oh my gosh, am I worth this? Focus on the transformation and focus on your client and say, I am so excited to, you know, work with them and help them through whatever it is that you do. Maybe it's uh, mindset, maybe it's confidence, maybe it's health or, or business or whatever. Focus on the transformation within them and take the focus off yourself. And so if I take the focus off of, am I worth it? And put it on like, is this transformation worth it? And it's like, hell yes, it is. So then it, it makes it easier to charge for it. Yes. Yes. Love that, Katie. Thank you. I am sure you've helped so many women just like reframing that whole thought process because it comes up over and over and over again. Well, it has been such a pleasure getting these tips from you and hearing about your beautiful business and the work that you do and even giving us some advice on how we can truly transform these beliefs that no longer serve us. So if you could look back and give your 10-year younger self any piece of advice, what would that be? Oh, I would I would definitely say just never think that what you want out of life is unrealistic or or never feel like you're dreaming too big. Um, I was when I was really young, I was definitely like a dreamer. I had like crazy big goals for my life. And as I got older, I started to think that, you know, maybe that's not really possible. Like I said, with all these fears about where I live or or just that I feel like every time I try something, it never works out. Um, and I lost that feeling that you know, just of like reaching for the stars. I kind of lost that. And so if I could go back and tell my 10-year-old self anything, it would be like never stop dreaming and never like, um, never settle and never like, you know, take your dreams down a notch to make them feel more realistic. Continue chasing them because if you, if you believe that it's possible and if you believe in yourself, you will definitely get there. Mm, You will get there. Keep dreaming and keep believing. Beautiful. How can our people find you and support you? Where are you at on the web? Um, I'm always on Instagram. It's my favorite place to hang out. So my Instagram handle is just Katie Potrat. Um, On Facebook, it's Katie Potrat Coach. And um, you can always come check out my website uh, at www.katieparats.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining us. And I can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. And as always, for more resources 
as you continue to live out your beautiful mission of healing the world and grow your beautiful business, you can head to www.shehealstheworld.com forward slash freebie to see what new resources I have in store for you. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. And I can't wait to see you at the next episode.